on this week's episode of Devil's Trap Podcast. Let's make wax museums hip again. And thanks, Paris. That's hot. And do you want to be tickled? To death! Let's do this. Welcome to this week's episode of Devil's Trap Podcast. I'm Diana. And I am Liz. Every freaking time, like, I open my mouth and I'm like, why? Why do I want to burp now? I didn't have to burp for the last six hours. But right now, <laughs> how much air did I just suck down? But anyways, I st- I'm still Liz. Still here. Still Devil's yeah. Trap Podcast. Still yes. talking about Supernatural and a bunch of other yeah. bullshit. Yeah. That's what we do. That's what we do. That's what this we week do. we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about fallen idols, but, uh, well, yeah. So, uh, but first, what have you been up to, Liz? Not a damn thing. Uh, seriously, <laughs> nothing. I, I think I live in my office or on my couch, uh, but, uh, so there's not a ton going on with me. Uh, my familiar lizard, Godfrey, uh, AKA the bearded, horny bearded lizard. I don't, I, I think he's got bearded. I think he's horned. I and don't know the gender, uh, so she, he, uh, lizard that lives on the screen outside my window on the back porch has been molting and it's been yeah. quite beautiful. And she, he went through it in like, like two days. It was just like, all of a sudden I was like, Hmm, something's going on with her head. And then I was like, Ooh. And then I was just like, and then like her skin just like came off and she didn't peel it. She didn't like, she just like sat there no like a majestic beast. And it was just like, meh it'll come off on its own and it did and it looks fabulous so my new self-help extreme, book extreme extreme exfoliation be like godfrey yep um exfoliate to the beauty within <laughs> shed so, your skin yeah so seriously there's not a lot going on in my world but there's stuff going on in the world uh citing news came out this week uh one uh, Jeffrey Dean Morgan is joining the boys. So that is fucking great. Uh, we don't know what character he is going to be yet. There is speculation. Uh, but he also already photoshopped a picture of himself into the poster. It looks fantastic. Uh, so that's going to be super fan fun. Uh, also, uh, CW came out like I swear this is not a CW podcast, but they just have a lot of good shit that's going to be happening this fall. All right. So on Tuesday night, we're going to have the Winchesters, right? So that's going to premiere October 11th. So we're like, what, like a month and a half away from mm-hmm. the starting again. There's already like, you know, clips out with Jensen acting in it. And there's, it is good. I think it's going to be really good. And then there's another new show following that. And that's a professional. It's kind of like some action drama thing. Uh, Wednesday night, Kung Fu's coming back. And that one, Richard Spate, um, he directs a lot of them. So, uh, the first season I watched is going to be really good. And then um, on Thursday, like Walker, which will premiere on October 6th, is going to have Walker Independence coming out after that. And that's a prequel in the Texas Ooh. West with a female <sighs> lead about the history of the Walkers. And Mark Shepard is in it. And so I think it's going to be, and obviously it's a Jared Pelletic project, uh, but it looks really great. And 
I normally don't get excited about Westerns, but I, I'm interested to see how they do that one. So, See, I always say that, and then there's, like, some Westerns I just really like. Like, I didn't get for a long... Like, and I, I saw it as an adult, but, like, Lonesome Dove. I was like, ugh. And my mom loved Westerns so much, so I just gave them no fucks when I was a kid. Because, like, you know, when your parents force you to watch things, you're like, blah. Except for musicals, I was on board with that. But I finally, when I finally got around to watching Lonesome Dove, I'm like, this is amazing! You know, it's... Things like that. I don't know. No? It's terrifying. It is like... Lonesome Dove is terrifying. The water, the ball, the ball of water moccasins has instituted a, you don't remember that? No, I remember that. I'm just saying like, I've like the the show in general, it's just. Every time I am in the river, I am convinced just like this ball of water moccasins is going to like come at my face. Yeah, I don't like that part. I'm just saying in general. Yeah. But like that, that, and then like there's some other. Mm, never again never and then well there's some other movies like i don't know i i, I won't like like everybody loves tombstone i know blah 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 but like i don't young I don't know. guns I just don't go out of my uh, way for- young guns was great young guns too the one with drew barrymore that was young guns the chick movie uh <laughs> any movie where matthew mcconaughey puts on um a cowboy hat all You're great oh, they're yeah. all great um i get it so no, okay. no, I'm excited about that. I hadn't heard about that. I'll have to go look at the preview. That sounds amazing. I'm excited. Yeah, the pre- the you also like really if y'all good. haven't noticed on our show, we also have a great love of Texas history. We do. Texans. So yeah, um, cool stuff. It'll be interesting to see how they tie it into like I don't know, but I also but the the tie-ins for the Winchesters are so good. Like, but there's some things in there that I'm like, damn it. Like Diana, I don't know if you could start watching that show until you finish this I won't show be able because to, I'm sure. I think I you're going to have to like, I, I don't know how we'll be able to avoid it, but, uh, Oh, and the other thing that I saw that may kind of make you a little sad is that they're not going to bring Riverdale back until mid season. Oh, I, I just know. finished too. And they did a semi cliffhanger. So I was not stoked about was that. Was Sabrina the entire season? No, she was in several episodes, though. I'm going to have to watch it. And her boyfriend. Uh, Which boyfriend? Mm-hmm. The one that was in hell. When she had to leave down there. Oh, um, the bad boyfriend. Name just escapes me. Yeah. Not Harvey. No. Shit. Obviously. The other one. I know you're talking about. Anyways, moving on. Yeah. Diana. There we go. So here we go. Yeah. So I've been uh, super fucking busy and the, the busyness continues this week. I'm in like event, like chaos, social calendar mode. So yeah. Um, one, uh, just a couple of real cool things just without giving you guys my fucking day planner. Uh, last week we had fun going to Swizzle as a Tiki lounge in Dallas that um, Tiki bar. That's super cool on Greenville Avenue. Uh, because our friends from High Rum, aka now Island Getaway Rum, were in town um, for Rum Month and did a special tasting. So I had to go enjoy and support friends, both my friends at, that run the Tiki Bar and Rum. Hey, and you get to go to Tiki Bar and have drinks. What a what a you were you sacrificed so much for your friends. You went uh, all the it way. It was a deep sacrifice. You I drove down the street it, to a Tiki Bar. 
And then you, you had some tiki drinks. Yeah. I mean, it's, it was, it was a sacrifice. Rough, man. Um, Rough. Yeah. You know, oh, that's a heart, man. Total heart. Yeah. And then, um, and then I got to go to eat my favorite restaurant on Friday night. Favorite restaurant in Dallas, I should say, is uh, Niwa, the Japanese um, Yakuniku bar. And I think that's what that, I think that's how you say it. Anyways, we grill your meat. Japanese, delicious. So we got to do that and then pop over to Double Wide. And then, um, yeah, just kind of relaxed a little bit. Uh, one of my stepsons was in town. And then uh, last night went to a surprise last minute concert with Tripping Daisy. If you want to get your 90s uh, alt rock uh, flashback fix. It was a, a really, really, really fucking cool show though, honestly. So we had a great time. Um, but today I'm sleepy because I'm old and that sucks, <laughs> but, but that's okay. <laughs> and I didn't even stay up that late or drink very much. Yeah. But that's just what happens if you're not like um, in your house all day and like doing 9,000 versions of self-care. If like you just go out of your pattern for like a second, then the next day you're like, fuck, somebody kill me. So, but exciting things looking forward to now, because I do have those to share too. I'm going to get to see my, I'll be seeing my brother by the time this airs, which is cool because I haven't seen him in a minute because he's in the military. And then I am going to go see uh, Circle Jerks with my husband. And then we are going to um, the Lonely Star Roundup, a car show. So it means I get to go visit Liz in different spots. I hope nobody dies at your Circle Jerk show. Me too. That would be a bummer. Yeah. I, yeah, I, I mean, prefer that not happen. Yeah, so only I actually didn't catch them play in I think they were actually played sometime in England and I missed them, but uh yeah. yeah. So I believe I, I gave the story of the story on the show about how the yeah. fella probably maybe died. Yeah. Yeah. Anyhow. So they but bought these tickets exciting. in January of twenty twenty. Just so you know. January of twenty twenty, two and a half years or <laughs> Right, what year and a half? Whatever it is, whatever yeah, fucking. And watch year it, it is gets now. canceled because he ends up getting. Well, I've been waiting. <laughs> no, I'm like if the show gets canceled, I'm just gonna laugh. But yeah, so um, yeah, just all, it's just we're in that time of year from like it seems like okay, it's end of summer, everything's chill, and now everything's happening all at once. Go to everything. So and my work's like that too right now. So sure, sure, that's exactly what I feel like. That so much. <laughs> all right, so what are you drinking? <laughs> I am drinking some Gattavecchi red wine, which is just Tuscan red wine. You knew the name. I'm very, I'm very excited. Pay attention. I picked it. <laughs> I opened that one. We don't need to open the Costco one tonight, but don't open the expensive one either. <laughs> Go with the Gattavecchi. You know, like you do. Uh, how about you? What are you drinking? Well, I got very excited because I was haunting through the wine rack looking for something that wasn't that expensive to drink but then i found that somewhere in there i had an extra bottle of senor's pinot noir and it's so fucking good and i like didn't even chill it like drinking it like a savage like it's too warm but i was too excited i was like oh i haven't had this wine in so long it's so delicious so delicious and yeah. grapey I'm jealous yeah. So and I, I and I did yeah. think about like it was like I should put aside this bottle and we'll drink it when Diana's here, and then I went no, no, no. I want to drink it. That's fair. I have other maybe bottles I'm, of maybe I'm, for you to drink. Maybe we'll have to. That's so far, it's just just far enough out of the way, but I'm tempted to go yeah. over there. 
no, we can go to Graveyard because you haven't been That's to that true. one yet. There's Graveyard Vineyards. Oh, and there's Ghost Note Brewery, which I haven't been to yet. Uh, so we ne- we can go check Pardon. that one out because anything that has like a ghost in its name, like I feel Marianne. like I have an obligation to go to it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, and that is the other thing. My ghosts were like freaking active yesterday. The cat has like woken up. And so I don't know what's happening. This house is getting exciting. So I can't wait for you to come. Yay. 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 She's like, how did you actually haunt your own house? Like you took a non haunted house, made it haunted. Made it haunted. (laughs) Uh, If anybody's house should be haunted, it probably should be mine between ours. Oh, yeah. I mean, your house should definitely, but I don't think it is. I don't feel like it is. Mm. I don't know. It's been been renovated too many times. Not by me necessarily, but it's been renovated too many times. Well, and maybe Uh, your puppies just keep away anything bad. I don't know. Faith looks at some weird shit sometimes. Sometimes I'm like, why is she doing that? She also has a tumor. Well, yeah. And she, (laughs) I mean, I'm pretty sure like her brain just goes, and she's not. It's just just static. It's just static. (laughs) Or it's just like one little butterfly floating. (laughs) And she's just like, look at the butterfly. Yeah. The, the hamster on the wheel inside her little head just goes the hamster on the wheel just like <laughs> took a nap it was just like i'll be back in a minute <laughs> just like oh goodness uh yeah there we go all right let's talk about fallen idols <laughs> so Ooh. fallen idols uh so we are at season five episode five i always love the five five or like you know four four uh, this was first aired on October 8th, 2009. It was directed by James L. Conway. Uh, we last saw him in It's a Terrible Life and was written by Julie Siege. Uh, it's a Great Pumpkin, Sam Winchester, Chris Angel is a Douchebag. Oh, God, I was saying that. Chris Angel is a Douchebag. Um, and The Monster at the End of This Book. Actually, there is a new Chris Angel show that's going to be on CW where I think like it's going to be a magic competition where like people get taught magic and then like hmm. it's gonna be like i guess like master chef but with magic weird i don't yeah. know because i like magic but i don't know like i always get excited with like on agt when they've got magicians especially when they're good ones at least but i don't know if i'm up for that i don't know we'll see we'll, we'll I mean, see i'm interested to see what personality chris angel goes with too right like is he gonna be oh. a douchebag or is he gonna be like wow. oh no i'm just a cool aging rocker and the personality of the contestants. That could be special. Be pretty good. Not making fun of you if you do magic. I'm just saying there is a type. Um, yeah. So here we go. Ready? All right. Yeah. So let's let's dive, jump into this. Uh, sure. Insert program <laughs> transition here. Yeah. <laughs> So we've got um, two guys walking into a really freaking nice garage that had a very weird uh, array of parts on the shelf, by the way. I was just like, it's a really bizarre, fancy, like specialty, fancy steering wheel to just be sitting on a shelf randomly. Anyways, um, and they're talking about how one of them found it. They found the car and it's a Porsche that says little bastard. (gasps) what and one of the guys is surprising his friend with this to show him that he found this car and i won't talk about how much he paid for it just a lot and they go to turn it on 
And he's the one that was like, hey, I want to document this. I'm going to go get the camera because we didn't have camera phones around this time so much. Or at least not video camera phones that mattered. No, so no. It would get... have gotten like like this really terrible, like <laughs> little tiny little pixelated tiny, thing like... that would have taken you like two days to upload to, like from like a, like through your phone, through like a USB. Like, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. So he goes to get the video camera, a little flip, like the one with a little flip out viewfinder. And he's the other guy gets in the car. Cal gets in the car. And while he's sitting in the car, we see that he sees his breath. So we all know some shit's about to go fucking Oh, no. Down. Oh, no. So, uh, the radio starts turning on, which is the other next bad sign. So it's like, Uh-oh. well, son of a bitch. <laughs> Saw his breath and the radio turned on. This is never a good sign. So, uh, and the car turns on. So the guy getting the camera's like, hey, why is the car starting? I'm supposed to be coming in there videoing you. And then he hears tires squeal and a crash, which is very disturbing because the garage is closed. Um, yes. <laughs> so he walks back to the garage but he's watching just through the viewfinder and they do this really cool i thought um when he goes up to the car except for when you see what happened to fucking cal's head because cal's face is embedded in the little racing windshield yeah my notes are like through on how do you describe like it that I had a problem with it too. I'm like, so I like, so his face is embedded in the racing windshield. Yeah, is the best it's way in it. Like it's it's in the windshield. It's not through because it's only part it's way. Through. Like it's like face like guillotine, like but but only halfway. But like in the wrong, like they missed. Uh, I don't know how to explain it. Yeah, you should. So watch and then the they episode. do this bad, yeah. and then they do a badass shot of way too much blood running down the little bastard um logo which is really cool right it was such a beautiful shot i loved it just like the graphics of it like everything was yeah. just so solid like the way the blood was dripping and it was thick and like it was but you could still see the porsche emblem and On then you point. could see the porsche logo and then just the mm-hmm. little bastard mm-hmm. so good mm-hmm. so we're gonna but we cut from that to a standard Baby driving down the road. Like you do. And they're talking about a job. But uh, I like the comment. They had a head-on collision. Head-on. Anyways. uh, In a parked car. I thought it was funny. (laughs) I don't know if it was intentional, but I took it that way. Um, Anyways, Sam, but the, the brothers are arguing like they do sam's like why are we going to work a job when there's the fucking apocalypse happening and dean's like well we've been looking for the fucking cult and can't find it so we might as well do something because this may maybe things are happening in this town because of the apocalypse coming yeah so and then uh sam's like yeah but we need to kill the devil and dean's like no we're gonna do this first sorry we're supposed to be a team we're doing it my way which isn't very teamy just saying well, sometimes you've got to be a leader, lead your team. But also, you know, he does say that he wants a fresh start. And that sounds very sincere. But I also see, like, Sam being like, hmm, sus. Because I also, just in my general relationships, would be like, hmm, sus. You're offering me something. I do not trust you. And I, I feel like I You're being see... nice to me. How dare you? You're being nice to me. Well, this is exactly what Sam is saying. Like... You're being nice to me. I don't know if I trust this. Right. But 
I don't really have a choice, so we are mm. just going to we're gonna roll with it. We're just gonna roll. Okay. So they get to Can Ohio. Uh and they meet uh they introduce themselves as Agents Bonham, Zeppelin's drummer, and Copland, which is um the police's drummer. Copeland. Copeland. Sorry. Um, Copeland. Yeah. I today Spotify was just being evil. And I was like, I'm gonna listen to some like classic rock and just get like to get me in supernatural. Like, what would Dean listen to? And then like, put fucking Skinner came on, and it was Freebird, and like it was like just had it on as background music, and I didn't even make it like the guitar solo, like the five minute long fucking guitar solo. And then yeah, and then Zeppelin Stairway to Heaven came on. I was just like, see, Huck House is haunted. Like my Spotify <laughs> algorithm is now just got a ghost in it. And it's just gonna play shitty fucking rock songs. Anyway, so yeah, I would not be thrilled about that. But I will least... say that there was one really good use of that song in a movie that I love. Still, my quick aside is in um, a Stairway oh. to Heaven or Freebird. Freebird. Uh, it's at the end of is it what was the sequel to House of a Thousand Corpses? Son of a bitch! Oh no, it's House of a Thousand Corpses. The end of House of a Thousand Corpses. There's a really good sequence using that song. That's what I got. Anyways. interesting um but i think also um, from a supernatural standpoint remember the last one he was using uh midnight midnight express or maybe that was two ago but like he had switched to movies and like right. his like but now like that he's back with sam he's mm-hmm. back to rocky laces yeah. coincidence interesting i don't think so mm. interesting so they've got Sheriff Carnegie, who does not is probably not the uh, the most renowned um, investigator of his town. Or, I also kind time. of love him. <laughs> yeah. uh, like he's trying he's like, so hard. He just tries so he hard. Is. And he's you know, and a lot of times, yeah, the simplest answer is the right answer. A lot of the time, not this yep. time. But anyways, not with no evidence either. Like okay. So anyways, he's like, yeah, we already booked the guy who killed Cal. It's his buddy Jim because you know he t- he just, the sicko taped his own handiwork. Uh, and they're like, so how did he have create an eighty mile an hour head on crash? And he's like, well, it's you know it doesn't matter. It's too simple. So they decide the, our brothers decide to go talk to Jim themselves. And well, his, also they were like, "Well, how did his head get through the windshield?" He's like, "I don't know, drugs." <laughs> and I'm just like, I love just like yes, like if I was this police officer, it's like nope, nope, PCP, PCP. If that is what happened here, I don't want to. What? Because what are you going to like? He's just like you no, have to make sense of why this man's head yeah. and like gangs. <laughs> Danny Trejo. It's like that was like something, you know. But anyways, okay. So the boys decide that they're like, well, you know, can we talk to him anyways? You know, yeah. just just for and shits he's and like, giggles. Yeah, and he's like, wait, you believe me that I actually didn't do this? Uh, I didn't even see it happen. And he, what he, he tells them what he had heard, and then he's like, hit the car because the car is cursed. And then Dean recognizes the car as James Dean's little car, the little bastard. Ooh. And I think he gets excited. Every time I watch this episode, I also am like, this little bastard. I love the story so much. Okay, go on. Go on. So they go to the garage. They're going to go see the car. And Sam's like, man, it's like Christine. And he, Dean gets offended. 
He's upset. But basically, he goes into a little bit of the, uh, he's like, look, death follows this car, you know, and then it vanished in 1970. But Cal searched for it. Has been, they, both these guys have been, Cal and Jim have been searching for it. He matched the VIN. So now I need to match the engine number, which means I need to put it up on jack stands. Wobbly ass jack stands for the record and get on a garage crawler and go underneath it. Yeah. And so Dean like did start to give like the lore of little, of little bastard. And I think we need to really kind of break it down a little bit more so we can see why he's so afraid to be like underneath this wobbly car. Uh, So, you know, and he said some basic things. So let's, let's go into to some lore. Okay. And let's let's compare what Dean said to what is sort of known because there's a lot there's a lot of legend surrounding this. All right. So uh, what Dean said was, you know, after James Dean died, his mechanic bought the wreckage, he fixed it up, and it repaid him by falling falling on him. And Tony McHenry was killed and was locked up on the racetrack. Then in 1970, it vanished off the back of a truck and nobody's ever seen it since. So that's Dean's side. And actually, most of that is kind of true, but there's a little bit more to this. All right. So this is the lore of Little Bastard. Dun, dun, dun. All right. So Mr. Handsome, Handsome Man, James Dean, was 24 and he was already famous for Rebel Without a Cause and East of Eden. And he had ha- already had a Porsche. He had the 356 Spider, but he upgraded it to the 550. And this was an ultra luxury Porsche. They only made 90 units. It was silver, had two doors, and it was damn fast. So he had his friend, George Barris. AKA the man who created the Munster coach and the Dragula casket dragster mm-hmm. for the Munsters, like the best TV cars that were ever made. Trademark list. Yeah, I swear they are. They're the best cars ever made. Bar- Barris, Barris makes Barris, um, George Barris made beautiful, beautiful custom cars. Absolutely. Yeah. Just, he's, a fa- he's a fave. He, yeah. And he made many things besides the Munsters ones, but those are just my favorite things. So, he had him customize it. Uh, he had him put in tartan seats, put the two red stripes over the rear wheels, and put the number 130 on stores, hood, and engine cover. I did not see where the 130 came from. Like, I'm sure you could dig it hmm. and find it, but I didn't see it in any of the things I looked at. Um, he had the master pinstriper, Dean Jeffries, put the little bastard on it after his friend Bill Hickman gave it that name. Also, and for the record, this would have been in an era where it was hand painted on and it wasn't a fucking vinyl decal. It was not a wrap. This was not a wrap. This was hand. It was it was fucking gorgeous. Uh, yeah. Also tied to this legend. Did Obi-Wan curse Little Bastard? So he might have. All right. So on October 23rd, 1955, Alec Guinness, a.k.a. Obi-Wan Kenobi. Uh, met Dean and I said I have Dean but James he met James Dean not our Dean and when looking at the spider he looked at it and he said Ugh, it looks sinister if you get in that car you'll be found dead in the next week and he was he was dead in seven days so that's dark that's a bad that's a weird thing to force, say somebody man. about their car right like, like unless you're having like a like are you having a vision here like who says that? Like, mm, you're going to die in that. Yeah, that's, that's not a very nice thing to say. No, no, it's not. Uh, so, he, 
seven days after he meets Ella Guinness, this is you know how it happens. Uh, he was going to the races in Salinas, California, and originally they were going to trailer the car, but James decided that he wanted to drive it because he wanted to get used to it before you know he went racing in it, which makes you know total sense. And his mechanic friend Rolf, R- R- oh man, it's an umlaut. Werderich, Werderich, it's German. Rolf Werderich, Werderich. Yavo. All right. So uh, he's riding shotgun with him, and so the same friend, Bill Hickman, who named a little bastard, who was a stunt driver, and a photographer named Sanford Roth were falling behind in their station wagon. Uh, so we got a station wagon in here. Uh, so on the way down there, Dean uh, James did James Dean did get a ticket, and he got a ticket going sixty five and a fifty five. So it's really not that insane. Everyone's like, "Oh, he was speeding." I'm like, "Yeah, he was going ten miles over the speed limit." And I'm sure the cop was like, "I see a silver Porsche." Right. Yeah. yeah. So the you know they he give them a ticket and they go on their way and they stop for a drink like you do on like a long you do. drive and i'm sure it was lovely and they're like oh let's let's stop here and have a cocktail so yeah. then they get back in the car and then so james starts driving a little faster and eventually he loses their friends behind them he just takes off and so as he's going down route 466 which is now route 46 uh he got to where that met route 41 and at the same time a 23 year old college student named donald turn up speed the guy's hmm. name was turn up speed and not like so t-u-r-u-p-s-e-e-d like turn up seed but it also Weird. says turnip seed and uh turn ups yeah it's a weird name to anyways i mean he didn't die that guy didn't die in the crash i don't feel that bad uh so but basically they had they just did a head-on collision because Oof. it was just so uh turnip seed was in a 1954 tutor and his car just kind of like went down the road but the spider <laughs> went up in the air and cartwheeled down the highway. And so Rolf was thrown out. So that actually saved his life because uh, Dean was, James was stuck underneath there. Like his foot was stuck under between the clutch and the gas pedal. And Mm -hmm. that was broken. Uh, His jaw was fractured. His neck and arms were broken. And then he had massive internal and external injuries. Uh, Hickman showed up uh, in the station wagon, like behind, and dragged him out of the car. And then um, Dean, according to him, uh, he died in his arms. Um, But Mm -hmm. Uh, the other two survived, but this is not the end of Little Bastard. So this is where we get into the curse, right? So theoretically, the story goes that George bought it for $2,500 and he sold the chassis and the engine to two racers, William Esrich and Troy McHenry. So that was one of the guys, although Dean said Tony. Uh, so Estrich used the parts for his Lotus Four, and he and McHenry were in the same race. Uh, so Estrich's Lotus gets into a minor wreck, and he's fine. He has some injuries, but nothing great. But the other one wrapped his car around the tree and died. Ooh. So George has like pretty much just like the 
like the body and like yeah. you know just kind of the frame and stuff and he originally planned to rebuild it but the frame was just too far gone so uh first like he gets it it does slip off the trailer and it breaks his leg then um he's kind of like he's selling off parts of this and he sold off two of the tires and the person who had those tires they blew and that car went off the road i don't think they died but also like you just sold them tires that were in a wreck like, yeah, that sounds right. Like, there's, they might have gotten overheated. Like, that's not really There's, right. yeah, you you don't take, like, especially, like, that car that was, no, I wouldn't have taken, like, fuck a curse. Like, I just wouldn't have taken those tires. Um, So he ends up making into, like, this kind of exhibit. He just, like, welds it to, like, pieces and puts, like, sheet metal on it and becomes, like, this exhibit of, like, what this is what speed can do to you. Not math, like, you know, speed. Uh, yeah and in 1956 don't, don't speed yeah. don't speed like well, you'll end up like james dean's car and so uh it was displayed as james dean's last sports car right uh so in 1959 though it was in a garage in fresno and it caught fire and two of the fight the tires burned and the paint was scorched but there was no other damage nothing else in the garage is on fire but the car okay. um once it was being transported and the truck carrying it lost control. And I don't know if I believe this because it somehow made the driver fall out and he got crushed by the car falling off its back. That's a lot. There's some physics involved there. Like, unless like, like fast and the furious shit is happening and like you're getting up on the bat to like battle the diesel, like while it's going, like, I don't understand (sighs) how that happened. So uh, yeah. But um, in 1960, though, it does disappear. So not 1970, 1960 disappears. A lot okay. of people think that Barris just was kind of over it. It was like, this isn't making me any money and it's a pain in the ass. And so yeah. he just put it away. But really the legend lives on because nobody knows where it is and so there's been like unsolved mysteries and all sorts of things of like you know like america's most wanted type shit like whatever you know over the years talking about the legend and where it is so in 2015 a man contacted the volo auto museum who had put out a million dollar reward for the car on the anniversary of its disappearance i think it was like the 50th year or something wow and this guy like calls like a year later and he's like hey when I was six, I went with my dad and another man as they hid behind a wall in a building in Whatcom County, Washington. So it's like Whatcom or like, like com, like dot com. Um, but he wouldn't say like where it was without getting paid. And the museum was like, we're only paying to own this car. Like we're not negotiating. Like we're not paying. You right. This isn't for hot tips. This is for yeah. the car. So they never paid and never went through. So still don't know is it in washington but there's one final thing one final piece on may 29th 2021 a man paid three hundred and eighty-two thousand dollars for the transaxle for little bastard and he bought it to put it on display in a las vegas museum and you know who it was yeah it was fucking zach bagans how did that's that's a we got back to him good lord always comes back to fucking zach bagans that is hilarious kind of though Uh, that little shit 
that little so i don't think that was in the museum when i was there so no i think i have to go back to see it but three hundred and eighty two thousand dollars to that like that's insane that's a lot yeah um yeah so but it's very interesting like you know we there are stories about ghost cars and stuff but just the the history behind like what happened with this is like one, it's just, it's a gorgeous car. Uh, Porsche did do, like, a replica of it, I think I saw, like, a few years ago. They tried to redo it as, like, a concept. Uh, yeah. Because nobody pretty much wanted this afterwards, right? But, I don't know, like, it's such a great story. And it's so sad, like, that he was, he was t- just 24 and died. So and, like, yeah, I mean, he had just finished filming Giant in Texas. So, like, there's even, like, a Texas, like, I, mm. I just love that it's a fascinating story because like someday where the fuck is little bastard how do we not know like how has somebody kept it the secret like this long like was it sold like like just like sold off like just like scrapped in a junkyard it could have been seems like a waste though people sit on that kind of stuff you never know yeah, but I also, and I'm sure there are horror movies about this, but I do want there to be a horror movie about somebody finding that and then being like, I'm going to rebuild Little Bastard. And then it kills them. And they slowly turn into, like, act, start acting like James Dean and then they die. Don't steal my story. You're tearing me apart! <sighs> uh, so, so this is why Dean is so scared, right? And he, like, does uh, this... <laughs> pep talk before he does it like sam is just like what i don't get it and dean's just like girl i'm gonna shoot you right oh my gosh just let me underneath you girl and you know he's just got some very white plan he is like all right i'm just gonna get slide up underneath you i will say i mean i do appreciate that he has one spotter when he goes under the car because we have the rat rule in our household, I think I've told you. <laughs> so we can't both be under the car at the same time. Because if the car falls on somebody, one of us has to be able to call 911 still. <laughs> yeah. No, I think that is that is a very good rule. Yeah. And, and if you're going to... And just in general, I would probably be afraid of being under a car that old. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's not really like... It's just... Uh, well, the, the honestly, the Porsche... Other than it's bad, the little bastard doesn't scare me as much with its bad juju, even as Duchess. Because <laughs> Duchess is really fucking heavy and she rides real fucking low. That is true. I was also like, every time I see this, like, I forget, like, is Sam going to try and just lift this car up? Because I bet he could. I'm they, at pretty least together sure that they he could. could lift like, a poor spider. They could partially yeah. lift this car together. Yeah. So. So, uh, also, I just picture like that guy being rich enough that he would have had like some sort of like hydraulic jack or something in there, a lift in there. Like, Like, you got this big ass fancy fucking garage and you don't have a lift. Like, motherfucker, if my garage was a touch larger, I would have a lift. Are you kidding me? And my my garage is not that big and fancy. Anyways, so, um, so is that where the engine number would be? I have no idea. I mean, you're going to have like numbers, place, matching numbers on the car in multiple locations. I don't know on a Porsche yeah. where that would be. A lot of stuff like that you can see from, like, under the hood. But in a Porsche, that's and like, a, who would just yeah. who would design a, a an engine part that you could only see from underneath? Oh, that Cadillac, seems like Cadillac a very and Porsche bad. would absolutely do that because they do not want anything <laughs> to be easy on your vehicle. I say that as a deep, deep, deep Cadillac lover. It is... <laughs> where is the most 
awkward place to put this information or this fucking device. We're going to put it somewhere you can't get to it. That's for damn sure. <laughs> Luxury car makers, though, they don't think about somebody working on their car. So, like, Porsche would fall in that category. Well, because they assume that you will pay somebody to or, do that. Or if you're, it's like a and race car, have, like a Porsche they, being a race car, it's going to be worked on by a race car builder. And they're going to have a lift and tools and things. They're like going to have a lift. Yeah. So, anyways. So. Uh, yeah. That's awesome. A good story. Um, and you get a good George Barris reference, which I'm never mad at. All right. Uh, so Sam goes to do more research to figure out who's owned this car while Dean goes to the bar. Sounds right. Sounds right. Oh, seems fair. Um, and uh, he Sam calls Dean and figures out has figured out that this is not a... Huh? Before Sam calls Dean, Dean does something very gross. Uh the bartender yeah. tells him oh. that she wants I'm to be an actress. Skip that because it's gross. No, we need to call that out because it's gross. Like yeah. he needs to be slapped for being gross. Uh, so the girl says that she's an actress. Also, honey, like why are you an actress in Canton, Ohio? Well, yeah. This is not you, you, what do you want to be an influencer in two thousand eight? Like this is not the place for you to be. And he tells her that he's an agent for the William Morris agency and then even pulls out a business card and gives it William to William Morris Endeavors also, is the agency. Name. Yeah. Girls pro tip of a man immediately hands you a business card after what he's saying he does. He don't work there. <sighs> That's just, no, he's lying to you. And this is disgusting and ew. All right. So moving on. now. And, I, and I do believe the, I do believe that um, Jensen Ackles is with William Morris, which is kind of funny. That's why I'm on a side, though. Uh, it appears to be the case where he was at some point. Anyways, um, it's a big, it's a big entertainment agency, so it wouldn't be terribly shocking. Um, anyway, so they've figured out that Sam calls him and has figured out that this is a fake little bastard. It's a fake little bastard. This was funny to say. Yeah. What? Who? So what killed Cal? Because they were so sure that it was tied to this haunted, cursed car. But it's not. So um, we cut to a man working in a university setting, it appears, of some kind, or a study of some sort. They don't really get in-depth with that. But it's uh, Mr. Hill. University setting makes sense because he's a professor, I think, yeah, right? that's what it looked he, like. I, but... I feel like he's like a historian or yeah. he, something. He, he was a historian yeah. of some kind, we find out later on. But Consuela tells him she's leaving and so she leaves and then of course he sees his goddamn breath so we know something's gonna fucking happen and then we can tell he sees something uh but we don't really know what and except for they cut to it and it's fucking abraham lincoln it's fucking abraham lincoln and he's so funny like he's just like Grr! he's all he snarly is, he is a mad abe it's so hilarious. I just, oh man, it's Abe is pissed. <laughs> and then we, uh, and we get. It also, just looks like he wants to eat him. He's just like, nah. and then, and then we cut away, and we get a some good blood splatter with a gunshot. And also, like, so later, you know, it's the gunshot, but also cut the way they made it look, it was almost like he popped its head. It right? definitely looked like that and at he, the time. I absolutely thought the same thing. That's exactly what I was like. He just squeezed that guy's head until it exploded. <laughs> but he didn't. But he didn't. It was a gunshot. So, but I guess he kind of did. I don't know. 
So mm. yeah, and now we have got um, our brothers arriving at the at the at the scene of this new death, and good old Sheriff Carnegie's there with his quote: <clears throat> "Evidence is here, just need to find it." <laughs> he wants the evidence so bad. He's just like, there has to be like something must. Something must be here. And I can just picture like, you know, that day on your job where you're just like, you're losing it. You're just like, nope, nope, this, this is going to be fine. This is going to be fine. It's going to be fine. And yep. And so, you know, the boys are there and he is just like, uh, he died from a gunshot wound to the head and there must be a reasonable explanation. Yeah. But there's no gun and no bullet. And so he starts talking about how he thinks it could be an assassination. Yep, it's just like Michael Clayton. That makes sense. He's like, and his, his brain is like, this is where it's organized, right? Like, yeah. oh, this poor sheriff's going to have a murder board by the end of this. And there's going to be little red lights, lines, like little strings gone up. And he's just going to be like, ninja. Well, now it's time to go question Consuela in Espanol. Because uh, Sam can speak a little bit of Spanish. And she is describing... Uh, the muy alto man that she saw in the window and describes in well, Spanish his sombrero. Yeah, but did you hear what she said to the first cop? It's actually really funny. So if you translate it, she is just like, I can't live here. I need my family. I'm leaving now. I'm going home. Yeah. No, I'm going home to El Salvador. <laughs> Yeah, she's just like, nope, nope. Shit, I don't. I'm Bob out. can't be here. I'm going to my family, and nope, nope. Going I remember my family in El Salvador. I missed the, the El Salvador part. Yeah, no, her like, I just want to go home. But yeah, so finally, she's like, oh yeah, sombrero muy alto, el presidente Lincoln. <laughs> yeah, so she is just like, yep. See, Abraham Lincoln killed Mister Hill. Killed my boss. What the fuck? That'd be upsetting. But so, then she's also like, can I go home now? And yeah. yes, Consuela, you can you go, can home, go now. home now. You've had a day. Girl, go get your go put your feet up and yeah. try and forget that you just saw Abraham Lincoln kill Mr. Hill. Yeah, that'd be upsetting. So our brothers are at the Night Owl Motel with a very cute sign. And um, they're doing research. Research. And Dean says, whoa. Because he does a freeze frame from uh, Jim's video of Cal in the car, and it looks like James Dean is in in the room. So they're talking about fate. There's a joke about <laughs> Sam says something about famous ghosts. And Dean, I like Dean's comment. Well, that's just silly. No, Sam says famous ghosts ganking their fans. We've got a gank. We've got a couple of ganks in here. We do. Yeah. We do, but I just I just like the well that's just silly. Yeah, and that was just silly. And he thinks it's Mucho's love ghost. And Sam pulls the little brother annoying what Liz would also probably do. It's, it's Mooey. Not Mucho. It's Mooey. <laughs> Corrections. So but Sam's like, yeah, no, it's actually we surprised we haven't run into him before. It's ghost like, you know, it's you know, we've got a Civil War fanatic, so the Abraham Lincoln, you've got James Dean fans, you know that. So it maybe ghosts are just killing their fans, but they don't really know why it's happening here. So they decide they need to go check out the fucking wax museum. On a side note, so 
there was a girl who was in a wax museum, I guess in Vancouver, wherever they filmed the actual wax museum. And she was like, she was like there with her family. And she was like, oh my God. And there was a sign. It was, it was closed for taping of Supernatural. And she, like, can you imagine like being on a trip with your family and just being like closed for Supernatural taping? And you just be like, and then out. you're like, we're not going anywhere. We stay here. We live in this wax museum now. <laughs> not leaving so yeah Uh, do you you like do you like wax museums i my big confession is i've never actually like been into like a full wax museum i just i kind of don't like i mean like other than like the spectacle i don't really see the appeal I'm sure, you know, honestly, oh man, now I kind of wish we dug into the history of the wax. There has to be like a good story there. But um, I mean, I have been to a few more so when I was younger and those were part of the family vacations, you know, where you're in like a small town and then you pull like outside of the motel, like thing like, oh, we're going to go to here, the, the, the motel pamphlets. But San Antonio had the Ripley's, yeah, and I think here. I've been to the one in New Orleans a long time ago, like when I was a child. But yeah, I don't think like, I know of Ripley's. I've driven past it like a million times, probably in my life. In um, there's one in Grand Prairie. Um, yep. And then, well, uh, and they also used to be attached to like Six Flags and stuff too. So I think I've been to a mm-hmm. few of them. But mm-hmm. uh, no, in general, and I think people probably think they're creepy for the same reason we think dolls are creepy because your brain can't make like your brain is making can't make the connection because it's recognizing like a human face but it's not a human face so that just inevitably creeps you the fuck out and also like if i were like him i i would just always just waiting for them to move just being like you moving now are you moving now but i mean and but I think they're also fantastic works of art, you know, like to some, me. Yeah. No, it's impressive. Some of them are really also the ones that are really bad are fantastic right. too. Yeah. Yeah. No, I don't know. It's just not something I've done. Uh I'm not like opposed, but I'm not necessarily excited either. <laughs> if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, sure. Yeah, now I kind of um, feel like the next the next city that I go to is like you look at the wax museum. Just Maybe randomly. we do that when I come to Dallas. We go to Grand Prairie Wax Museum. Oh man! Um, all right. So anyway, so Gandhi's very short. He's very short, and then there's a bunch of other president um, wax figures of presidents outside. But there is an Abraham Lincoln one there as well. And the guy that runs the museum runs in, talking about how it's his busiest time of year. But there's no one there, and it's four thirty. I also so. feel for this guy. Yeah, he's like, so you're nerdy. just trying to keep your your shitty wax museum open. Yeah. And so they say they lie and say that with a travel magazine, and they're trying to talk about how not sucky wax museums are. <laughs> and uh, he explains that they have their regulars um, that come and see Lincoln, President Lincoln, and James Dean, and that Cal and Jim were some of the regulars, and that how tragic that is. Which you is, shouldn't be a regular to a wax museum, though. Fuck that, no. That, that is inexcusable. Right. That's not right. 
<sighs> and you, that, um, you should immediately go on a watch list. Like, did you go to the wax museum uh, more than twice in like a six year period? Maybe if it's a small town, and there's nothing else to do. And like, that's where you take your like family when they come to visit. And you're like, fuck, I guess I got to go to the wax museum again. Like maybe that, but like over two times, I say direct on like federal watch list. <laughs> So we now have to have federal regulation of wax museums is what you're telling me so that we can track entrance. Hey, we've got to do something about gun violence. That seems like a logical <laughs> way to go. <laughs> oh, so, uh, so they're asking. So we, we got to find out why this max, wax museum is fucking special if this shit's going down. And he's like, yeah, I've got uh, Honest Abe's real hat, James Dean's keychain, Gandhi's bifocals, FDR's iron lung. And he that's was wearing big. that's very that large is. and very weird that that's the thing that they would have because yeah like they have like you could see the FDR one in the background and you don't see the iron lung which I thought was like a weird pick for them to say yeah that takes up a whole room yeah those are large very large uh and then, but he's wearing the Fonz's jacket and he's doing <laughs> a lot of thumbs hey, hey. I always want to go to finger guns but it's more just the thumbs up on on the Fonz but anyways um so he's trying to he's working on his collection for the kids aka gen y because he doesn't he thinks computer games phones and sexting are just fads and he's gonna make wax museums hip again make wax (laughs) make wax museums hip again i'll put that on a hat like that's fine (sighs) um yeah bless him bless his little heart like he's He's just trying. He's like, I will, I will do anything, and I'm gonna have some things with that. But yeah. Um. Then we get to go to our our, our girl trunk. He's She's there. Trying. He's all. And Sam is loading shotguns in the trunk. Why aren't you doing that inside? Whatever. Okay. It's a very odd choice. So it's very but- awkward because he's like trying <laughs> to not be seen as he's like putting shells into the shotgun. I'm like. The easiest way to not be seen would just be to take those inside. And was he like, this is just easier than like me having put them in a bag? And she was like, whatever, just do it here. It was a weird choice. Right there. And so, yeah. But it made perfect timing for him to walk up and eavesdrop on Dean, talking on the phone to Bobby, talking about the apocalypse and these ghosts could be occurring. These famous ghosts could be occurring in Canton because of the impending apocalypse. And quote, we all know whose fault that is. Well, and then I'm sorry, but it's true. And oops. But Sam overhears and he real sad about it. Yeah, he should be. That's a shitty thing to like. And it's also kind of the worst if you think somebody like is talking about you or has shit against you and then like they've been playing it off and then you're walking in and you're like, yeah. motherfucker. Like I knew, I I knew I gave you that look earlier. I said it was sus, and now I know. And then like Dean's, and also Dean does exactly what I would do. Be like, what wasn't me? Shaggy defense all the way. And Sam's just like, you know, like we need to we need to talk about this. It's not a fresh start. Mm -mm. And Dean's like, yeah, whatevs. I'm gonna go now. No, the old Dean's also like it's as fresh as it gets, which I think is a Mentos commercial. Fresh maker, fresh maker, yeah. Uh, so we're gonna go to the museum and where back Dean, to the museum, back to the museum where Dean is just like nothing's wrong. We're nothing's fine. wrong. I'm gonna put on. I'm gonna play with the Abraham Lincoln hat. 
Well, so would you. I mean, so would I. Like, I mean, yeah. you're alone in the wax museum. Yeah, How are you not putting all this shit on? But Sam's like, no, we just need to burn the shit and get the fuck out. And he's like, Dean's like, fine, I'm going to go get the keychain. And so now Sam is alone in the wax museum, which is creepy. Also, this is a really weird setup with a bunch of presidents and Gandhi. What the fuck sense does this make in this And room? John Wayne. John Wayne was also Oh, yeah, there's there. a John Wayne, too. Yeah. But, like, what's in the other rooms if that's what's in this room? Like, they never showed a James Dean one. Like, it's just very odd mixture. I'm sure, like, James Dean's with, like, a Marilyn or, like, you know, like... But then the freaking John Wayne would make more sense with that, too, just because then you'd have, like, actors anyways. This is why weird... nobody is going to this wax museum and it's closed. <laughs> it's disorganized. We need to go in and re-organize. You need a different museum layout. Like, we need we need to go through a whole social media campaign for you. We need to get this back up on track. And I don't know if Paris Hilton's going to do it for you. Also, the fact that when you're alone in there and it's getting all creeped out, the door slams shut on you. Yeah, that's upsetting. Oh. And oh, then after Gandhi you have a stare, you. after you have a stare down with Abe Lincoln, because it was creepy. It was creepy, but also like I would just be staring at it, going, "Its eyes moved." I know its eyes moved, and like its eyes wouldn't have moved, but but if, I thought its will... eyes were moving. I wouldn't be getting that goddamn close to it. I'd be backing up instead of getting closer. Yeah. So know. yeah, Gandhi just attacks. Yeah. So what's interesting is he gets attacked by Gandhi, but it's not the wax figure of Gandhi because the wax figure of Gandhi is still sitting there. He's attacked by a Gandhi ghost, ghost Gandhi. Anyways. So I thought that was an interesting observation. It's not the wax figure coming to life. It is the wax figure become creates the personification of a ghost thing. Yes. And it is squirrely. Right. He is a very squirrely Gandhi. Little spider monkey. <laughs> little yeah, spider monkey Gandhi. Like, Never don't don't roll out with the people who are short. Like we wily. Like yeah. we'll jump on your back. Like what do you do with someone spider monkeys your ass? Like you don't know. Mm -hmm. No. So uh, as uh, as Dean's getting his or sorry Sam's getting his ass kicked by Gandhi, Dean busts in and uh, gets the glasses off of the wax figure and sets him on fire. So Ghost Gandhi disappears. And he disappears in a way though that very weird. Is not the normal like ah. He's just I'm no, he's just gone. Just gone. So we go back to the motel. And we're like, <laughs> all right. Dean's like, cool, we're going. We're done now. Bye. Let's go pack up. Chop, chop. And Sam's like, uh, that didn't, that, I don't think we're done here. Uh, Ghost Gandhi didn't disappear in the way that ghosts are supposed to. Dean's like, yeah, whatevs. So he's like, the ghost Gandhi tried to like bite me like it was hungry. This was weird. But the real Gandhi was a fruitarian. And Dean just thinks this is hilarious, as we all I mean, do. Fruitarians are fucking silly. I yeah, am not going to apologize if you're a fruitarian. No, it's silly. It's silly. I have been a vegetarian and I have been a vegan. I have never been a fruitarian. That is silly. Uh, yes. So, uh, but Dan, Dean just is like at this point, he's just like, I don't want to listen to you. Like, I'm mm -hmm. the boss. I'm boss man. Uh, mm -hmm. We do what we say here. Yeah. And Sam's like, uh, yeah, but that's not how this is going to go. This isn't working. I'm not doing some double secret probation bullshit. I'm, you know, trying to crawl out of a hole, but at some point this is a two way street and, uh, things weren't working before, obviously either. And why do you think I ran off with Ruby to get away? What? Anyways. Mm. Mm. made him feel strong and not like the little brother. 
Yeah, oh, but basically, you know, I also kind of appreciate that Sam is finally addressing his feelings like a grown-up. And he's just like, dude, Somebody stop. on the show is. Somebody is. And he's just like, stop being such such a bossy pants. Like, yeah. we just can't, you can't be a dictator over this, and you have to let me grow up. Yeah. Like, and I've, Dean yeah. is just, like, incredulous at this whole outburst, and that, that, that Sam has I'm the best reason. big brother. What? Yeah. And Sam's like, I just want to do things differently and you've got to let me grow up. And then the phone rings. So things are not done in Canton. No, and it's our poor sheriff. It's our poor sheriff. Yeah. He's got two blonde girls crying and they're saying it was horrible. They thought she'd be so nice. And Paris Hilton took their friend. She was scary because she was so skinny and fat. Yeah, but she wasn't scary because she was skinny. They just said she looked really good. Like, she looks really good. She looks skinny and fast. But now everything's confused because Paris Hilton is not dead. So they've missed something. The brothers have. They also contemplate the the chance that Paris Hilton is a homicidal maniac. (laughs) So... Especially uh, at this time of Paris Hilton's life, maybe... Well, I don't know. It could have happened. I mean, who knows? So we cut to Sam back in down in the morgue now. And he's digging into the bodies of all these victims. So we've got, I say all these victims. And we have two victims so far and plus a missing girl. And he finds like this small rock bean looking thing inside of them. Weird. Gross. Yep, just pulls just pulls Bets. out this. Yeah, and breaks. I was like, the first, I forgot what they were. I was like, what are these fucking stones? Like, I don't know. Uh, so what the? Hell? He's like, what the That's hell? That's where my head went. I went straight to Harry oh, Potter on this shit. Zero. That's where I went. I was like, I mm. yep. yeah, yeah. So, but yeah. he Superman's out of his his scrubs. Also, he mm-hmm. looks pretty good in scrubs. Uh, so. I'm going to stop. All right. So uh, he's back in his suit and he meets up with Dean and Dean just, he was like, I can't believe I missed it. I can't believe I missed it. <gasps> what did you miss, Sam? What did, what Some, the fuck are these? Something totally fucking obscure seed. <laughs> That's how, how could I miss this thing that nobody fucking knows about? Interesting. Uh, so basically. But also like the victims have, besides having a, uh, horticulture going on in their stomachs they're also missing a lot of blood like something yeah. has been feeding yes so a lot of blood missing and then it's a seed from uh eastern europe specifically a balkan forest that was guarded by a pagan god named leshi and uh that can take infinite forms and munches on its fans uh, and I also, I really love the drawing and I'll make sure you get the copy of this data, but like the drawing of it is this like, it says Leshy, L-E-S-H-I-I. And it has this guy with, um, he's got like a little head, like he's hanging it down. He's just like, Ha-ha! and there's people dancing. So we are going to go into some quick mini lore. <laughs> Lore. Mini. That's what Dave's mm. going to say, probably. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, so, uh, 
during this time, uh, Dean wonders, you know, if it can just like morph into um, the like the personification of somebody by touching their object. Um, and Sam's like, eh, that's whatever. That sounds fine. Like, I'm not really going to go into it. And he's like, oh, but I can kill it with, you can chop off its head with an iron axe. Yeah. Uh, so. Aleshi. There are various spellings of the name, uh, but typically it's L-E-S-H-I or Y or with a J. Uh, the plural is Leshie. Uh, probably whatever. I'm Slavic, I guess, so I don't know how to say anything in that. So, but so this comes from Slavic mythology. So I'm like, yay! I know this is part of my somewhere. My ancestors were talking about the Leshi, and that always makes me happy. Uh, yeah. So it was a demon god, or more often a tree spirit, and it was there to defend the forest and all the forest creatures. Right. Uh, the, and there used to be cult sites that were dedicated to them in forests. And he's just a rascal. Um, some would even say a trickster. He likes to get people lost in the woods and will steal signposts. So like, you know, like I guess in like, you know, the Bavarian forest or whatever, um, the Balkan forest, whatever the fuck he is. Uh, like there'd be a sign being like, home that way. And he would just take it. So like people spit would just be, <laughs> just like spit it the other way. Like he would, he's like, a bug bunny. Yeah, <laughs> just like, oh, it's that way. Um, so also he would just call out to people in the woods, like mimicking a human voice, um, or he would whistle. And then he would trap them in a cave and he will tickle them to death. That's death. absurd. That's absurd. <laughs> That's just death. absurd. Death by tickling. Woo! I'd be so mad. I'd be so mad. <laughs> that, this is Diana. She died by tickling. I'd be so fucking mad. Yeah. Uh, so their attitude, though, does depend on the time of the year. So uh, they get seasonal depression disorder, or like bears, they like to hibernate um, in the winter. Uh, but come spring, they wake up and they go crazy. They have the rumspringa, and tribes of them just rampage through the forests. And if they find a woman, well, they're horny and they don't yeah, ask for consent. so they're rapey okay they're a little rapey yeah yeah but by summer though they chill out and they're just kind of fine um they get more easily annoyed in the fall because it's getting close to their bedtime so like you know kind of don't want to fuck with them in the fall uh overall though they're pretty nice to humans uh they form packs with farmers to protect their livestock and crop livestock and crops and in summer, t- sometimes they just drop into a cav- tavern and drink a bucket of vodka, like you do. Uh, then they peace out with their Sounds wolves. Sounds like my early and- 20s. Like my early 20s. Like I actually never drank a bucket. Vodka was never my thing. But uh, so they drink a bucket of vodka and peace out with their wolves back to the forest. Also, okay. they have families. Uh, usually the wife is a woman who just kind of got obsessed with them and moved in with them. Um, and they have kids, but although those are usually human kids that got um, lost in the woods. Kidnapped is what you're saying. They wandered. They wandered away from their home and then they became a part of a new family of Leshies. That's, that's, that's real weird. 
Yeah. But if you are unfortunate, you know, if you meet one in like the fall and they're or they're in a bad mood or just something's going on, you can appease them just by making them laugh. And so if you make them laugh, they'll generally be good. They are particularly amused by people who wear their clothing backwards. So crisscross so cross was <laughs> golden, golden, <laughs> nothing to worry about from the leshia. Uh, also, if you put <gasps> your shoes on the wrong feet, that also works. But do you really want to hike through the woods with like we are already getting blisters and now yeah. you have your feet, shoes and your wrong feet? Um, there it. is if that doesn't work, you can always alternatively say prayers while cursing them. So please, God of the forest, save me. Fuck you, Leshy. Please, God of the forest, save me. Fuck you, Leshy. Like, so that should work. It's very confusing messaging, though. It is. It is. Um, or at that, you don't do that. There is always, you could put salt in a fire because always salt. Always salt. That's a Leshy. So they might rape you or you can just go live with them. They might kill you or they might adopt you. It just really depends on their mood at that moment. Yeah, in time of year, right? So, but also, like, I kind of want to go to the forest in the fall. That sounds really pretty, but that's when they're very irritated. So just, you know, wear your shirt back. So that's probably helpful for them because they can feed a lot more because people are fucking going and wandering in the woods because it's lovely. Well, and frankly, like, my clothes are on backwards half the time anyways because <laughs> that's just me. And I'm just like, wait, like, why is this? I have, like, had leggings on backwards the other day, and I was, like, at, like, in the Pilates studio being like, why are these pants? Oh, falling down because they're backwards put on leggings backwards and did an entire class of them all right, real so- awkward written across your lower abdomen instead of your ass then just kidding anyways uh all right so yeah so the we uh have dean's line of uh let's go let's go gank ourselves a paris hilton mm. Yeah, I need to love that one. So back to the uh, wax museum after hours. So apparently, like this guy that runs this wax museum, also in addition to being wildly disorganized and very misguided about the youth of today, he also has terrible security because they just waltz in this place over and over again. But I'm picturing it. Yeah, I'm also though picturing like small town, like Fredericksburg, like probably like, and now most of them probably have security systems, but. I bet you t- 2008, you could walk into any walks. small town. Yeah. 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 So, so, but it's still very fucking creepy at night. Uh, fuck yeah, it is. I wouldn't, I, I'm putting on the record, I'm not going to wax museum at night. Anyways. So we find a, uh, a section of the wax museum that is closed for renovation. And at first I'm like, oh, is this, is this like a plantation setup? Are we going golf the wind? What is happening here in this, in this scene? Not appropriate. Is that what it looked like to you? It looks like like a bedtime story. So I don't know. It's a forest forest type thing, right? But with like a big white house with columns. Anyway. Yeah, so so maybe. I I thought it was going gone with the wind. That's where where my Mm, mind went. Okay. Anyways, so... they go in and the young lady who that was stolen with from her friends is tied to a tree. She's alive, but barely. And then an axe flies out of Dean's hand. No, because he needs that to chop off Leshy's head. And, then he gets and who caused it? Paris Hilton. He gets his fucking ass kicked by the fucking Paris Hilton. What? 
It's not a Paris Hilton lookalike. It's fucking Paris Hilton. Actually, fucking Paris Hilton. So, yeah, she's kicking Dean's ass, and Sam jumps in, and she throws him across the way. So I would usually save it for the end, but let's go ahead and do some casting here because we've got a few fun notes. Casting couch. It's the casting couch. Were they on that show that time with that guy? La, 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 la. So we've got uh, Paris Hilton, and if you don't know who she is, you live under a rock. Um, just saying. Well, She's- I do, and there are some reasons, maybe, but I would say like this generation may not know Paris Hilton as much as we knew Paris Hilton. Yeah, well, but she's back in like television, and she's on like all like the a lot of the um, she's in commercials for Hilton hotels. <clears throat> she's also doing she's some Hilton very, Paris. yeah. She's doing some very rad things though. So, but I'll let you go through yeah. Kilton's uh, Paris's right. So, a few just things she's she played herself in Zoolander in a series called. I'm not doing this in any chronological order, but she plays herself as a she has a cameo in Zoolander. She has Paris Hilton, my new BFF. She was on The Simple Life was her show, which she was also the producer of. She was also been in a lot of things. She's made cameos in a lot of television shows, but not like a billion. Like it seems like it's very selective, um, but also it's hard when you're a pretty known person. But a few key films, she was Amber in Raising Helen. She was Victoria in Pledge This. She is Christabel in The Hottie and the Naughty. Uh, and But some key ones that I want to share, she had an uncredited appearance as a passenger in Snakes on a Plane. Plus, she was Paige in House of Wax, which we get a reference to in the scene. And and why do we get a favorites. reference to it in the scene? Huh? Oh, do you, because... you understand why? Because Jared Padalecki was in House of Wax. Yes, I saw that too. Yeah, and so that's also part of the reason that she's in this show. But go on. She got yeah, and she was also played uh, Amber Sweet in Repo, a genetic opera, which I actually really like. It's a really and why do you know why? I mean, also you know why I like it. Why? Because Anthony Stewart Head is the main oh. male cast singer, so AKA Giles from Buffy. Yes. Yeah, and you get some. It's just um, I just blanked on her name, but it's just it's a uh, Sarah Brightman is in it. It's, it's not her name. Yeah, the singer, and it's just it's a really bizarre, cool, freaking like B so film. Good. So good, but it's like a dystopian B film. Anyways, it's really cool. Uh, yeah. you watch so, that damn yeah all right i think i just got rid of that dvd or i still have it on. anyways um so i'll go ahead and hit a couple other key points in the cast we have a lot of cast people cast members in this episode and there's some like highlights but but a lot of them have just done a shit ton of tv and i'm not trying to be dismissive of that in any way shape or form i also just don't want to spend an hour doing casting today so i don't think that's appropriate for our show how dare so you i know so um uh good old sheriff carnegie is played by daryl shuttleworth um he's once again had a lot of parts and a lot of different things but he was earl in the fargo series and he plays john's father in the watchman he's been doing a lot of christmas movies like hallmark wait wait when you say john's father you don't mean jeffrey stewart morgan why the character john jeffrey morgan not jeffrey morgan's character god why am i spacing on john's actual name right now 
John Winchester. John Winchester was in The Watchmen. Yeah, as Jeffrey Dean Morgan. That's his name. Fuck. Yes. Jeffrey Dean Morgan in The Watchmen. You said he was John's father. He was not Jeffrey Dean Morgan's father. I don't know what, I don't remember the character. I don't know who played that character offhand. That would be really crazy if he was Jeffrey Dean Morgan's father. But okay. Sorry. Yeah. I I'd have to go double check that. I was just that was his credited name was John's father. So I don't think that was it. Uh so there we go. Jim Grossman, um, who was accused of murdering his friend Cal, is played by Paul McGillan. Um, he was in um uh let me see. He oh Dr. Carson Bennett in the Stargate Atlanta series. He um had a bit part as the barracks leader in the Star Trek uh, movie in 2009. He was an episode of V, but I just mentioned that because I like that show. He played Pete Rowling in Magic Beyond, uh, Beyond um, uh, the J.K. Rowling story. Okay, interesting. Uh, he was also he also was that like Earl her Cox. husband or son or? Uh, I, I'd have Pete to double Rowling? check. I think I don't. I think. I'm guessing it was a flashback to a, a different family figure. Um, so we do, uh, she, he, he was in an English teacher in, uh, tomorrow in Tomorrowland. He played Earl Cox in the flash series and he was the knave of hearts in once upon a time. Uh, the wax, our wax museum owner is Robert Clark. You could recognize him as, uh, uh as a Butler in, codename the cleaner if you're really into those silly movies uh he was one of the zealots in the sixth day and uh principal poindexter short in reefer madness the musical in 2005 we've also got uh professor william hall is played by bruce harwood he uh played john fitzgerald byers in the x-files and when i say that i mean like ongoing major character in all of the X-Files and the movies and the video games. So, uh, and then we've got, uh, he was also Willis in the original MacGyver. Uh, so then we've got Paris Hilton fan. Number one is Emily Tennant. She was in one episode of Riverdale, uh, but she actually does a shit ton of voice work, like a little pony Polly pocket and some other stuff. Uh, she was also had bit parts in Jennifer's Body, John Tucker Must Die, um, and iRobot. Uh, and she was Krista in Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants. Then oh. you've got Paris Hilton fan number two is Anya Savic, uh, Savcic, S-A-V-C-I-C. Um, but she's Scarlet in Big Sky. And then um, Odette What's in Big Nancy Sky? Drew. It's a series on TV right now, and I think we've got some crossover characters in the actors okay. in that one. Um, Odette and Nancy in the Nancy Drew series, um, and then we've got she's Claire in Louder Milk. She was Sky in The Magicians, and uh, she was in a film that we need to look up that I didn't know existed. She she was Brooke in a film called Chupacabra versus the Alamo. Uh, we may be watching that this weekend, right? So, uh, there we go. Those are, those are our main ones. Um, we've got, I'll say real quick, um, Danielle was played by Cynthia uh, Mendez and she did have a bit part as uh, a member of the coven choir, coven choir in the chilling adventures of Sabrina. Oh, <sighs> damn. That was a lot. I know. That's why I was like, Oh, I don't know if I want to do it all, but I kind of need to. So yeah. I did. 
I know. Hooray! The so, couch. Yeah. Yay. We made it through. We made it through. So yeah, now, so couple- as on my aside, my tie-in to Big Sky is that's the new. Sh- that's the other new show that Jensen Ackles is going to be on. Oh, okay, okay. Now, no, oh, I get it. Get it. Yep. That's why. Yep. A uh, couple of things too. Uh, like you said, uh, so the whole will this role was written for Paris, and was written as Paris Hilton. I don't say it was necessarily written for her. And then when it came to discussion of how do you make this be, and they're like, "Well, what do we do?" And like, we can't just ask her. And they're like, "Yeah, just there ask her." Yeah, and she said yes, uh, partially because she knew Jared from House of Wax. Um, and everyone said that she was an absolute delight on the set. Uh, Jared had said the people who, like, on the crew who knew that he had worked with her were like, what's she going to be like? Is she going to show up drunk? And he's like, no, she is the sweetest woman, and she is fucking professional. And she showed up, she did her job, and she just tweeted the whole time she was there. So she, during the day while she was there, she said some things like, good morning, everyone, on my way to Supernatural, have a great day, everyone, and thanks for voting for Tinkerbell, and XOXOP. And then she goes on throughout the day texting about voting for Pinkerbell, Tinkerbell, not Pinkerbell. Um, dog, for the reference. Oh, I guess, yeah, so... There was like, oh, so like, hey guys, can you support me and Tank and vote for us? This adorable award show. Here's a link. So I guess there was an award show. Uh, then she's like, when I want a quick little luxurious treat, I just spray my new fragrance, Siren, with delicious notes of mandarin, apricot, and vanilla beans. God. And then right after that, so on set shooting, the scenes are going great. A lot of stunts and fighting scenes. Exclamation mark, emoji, smile. And then just wrapped on set so much fun working on supernatural jared and jensen are so nice and such great actors i had a great time smiley face emoji Uh, and those are paris streets i i think that we're all coming to figure out like well she like obviously talks like that kind of but also she was really in a lot of ways playing a role to all of us in everything i think well and absolutely and they talk about she, and they talk about like while they were filming with her when like the Paris character would turn off and she would just turn out what she needed to do. And mm-hmm. frankly, I really admire what she's done over the past couple of years with coming out about the abuse that's going on at the you know, the teenage reform boarding schools. schools. That she was, mm-hmm. yeah. And she uh, produced a podcast about it that was really fucking powerful and really good just about the experiences and the trauma that women experience while going and, and boys too, like, and men, I guess, you know, whatever, you right. know people's the people experience when you know, people they got sent to these terrible shitty places that everyone thought were so great in the 80s and 90s and 2000s yeah so yeah i honestly think she's a she's a badass bitch she's a businesswoman she gets shit done and she created and she created a character and lived it and monetized it yeah and i'm sure she also had some issues from doing that but at the same time like i don't know i mean she's a businesswoman she got shit I'd, done she got i'd paid. kick it with paris I'd kick it with Paris. Paris, we would kick it with you. Just oh. so you know. I like I like little dogs well enough. We're fun. I promise. All right. All so right. but this Paris um yes. just says awesome and, and then... puts her puts a Louboutin in Dean's face. 
Was it a okay. Louboutin? Yeah, it had a red sole. I'm assuming. Okay, it was a Louboutin. I, I mean, I can't would see Paris her wearing wear a, a fake, fake Louboutin. She would not. I did not see the red sole. I was more oh, yeah. looking at the heel, and because I was like, "Is that going to go through his like, socket?" Like how how can you live just getting stomped with a shoe in the first place? But anyways, but she does awesome, and so we're gonna. She does that, and we cut to a next scene. And she is sitting so sweetly and calmly sharpening her array of ceremonial knives. She's and our so brothers good. are each tied to trees. Next to so this is the one thing I had Daniel. about the trees. This is a wax museum. These are fake trees. Those are probably styrofoam. Styrofoam or paper mache of some kind. Like, why does Danielle still tied to, like, chained to this? It's very bizarre. I, very I'm bizarre. pretty sure you could, like, even Danielle could just be like, pick it up and walk with it like <laughs> drag it behind you like something yeah it's kind yeah. of weird so but we're, we'll live in the moment this is a yeah. they're real trees they are tied to yeah and so it gives a good opportunity for um leshy paris to give a uh her her villain speech like like you have to do about how and she does a great one this is she has oh, a great villain monologue for sure she's talking about how she you know she's really glad they're awake now and so she can do it right and do the ceremony and have like have a good meal because she's been doing fast food and uh yeah and people used to adore her but mm, yeah now they don't and dean calls her a backwoods forest god which i was amused by um but basically apparently her balkan forest was (laughs) was cut down to build a Yugo plant. Uh, and so she was scrounging for scraps. But because the apocalypse got triggered, now she's going to fucking feast. Why not, man? Like, it is near. I'm going to chow the fuck down and get me and, some good food. Get and this museum cooking. Yeah, and this wax museum is full of fucking super fans. She don't care. They're not her fans. She can. They're fans of somebody, so she's going to eat their asses anyways. Ride that Kurt coattail. Like, you just, you hop on that and you just get that coattail through. And, you know, like, sometimes you need, you need, like, self-care is important. Like, you can't always eat fast food. You need to slow down, mindfully observe what you're putting into your body. You are what you eat. Girls gotta eat. So just slow down. Think about your, this lovely meal that you're about to prepare. Well, I think but the next part of this conversation is where it is, I don't know, it's exceptionally well-written. That's all I'll say. But as I give the, the, the kind of the synopsis of it, obviously you've watched this, everybody that's listening has probably watched this, but he's, you know, he he's, Dean's like, you know, we've met gods before, but you're the nuttiest. She's like, no, y'all are the crazy ones. You used to worship gods, but now it's all about, uh, you know, um, you were all about idolatry and celebrity. Uh, small dogs and spray tans you used to have old time religion now you have us weekly and what's even sadder though this was the beginning of uh, yeah i mean we've always and i think throughout time there has been celebrity worship but oh, of course as we see like the uptick that's happened over the past decades like this was even before it was before facebook it was before insta it was before tiktok like this was just it the was, beginning. This of... episode was after we had we had Facebook and MySpace. 
We had MySpace. I don't know if we were quite at Facebook. Facebook no, Facebook was on internet because uh, this or I was on university campuses at this point in time because it started okay. in the early mid two thousands. It was just but on so only university. But still, yeah. like you just it had, wasn't like, the level we are now where it's it wasn't like the level. people are you like still had Tom Twitter as your fucking fanatics. Yeah. yeah. Well, and Twitter was happening. It was like she was tweeting this right. Like well, yeah, Twitter was it wasn't just the, starting, but like. Had no idea where this was going to go, but mm. like, hey, once again, like the show is just laying it out, being like, yeah, yeah, humans, yeah. y'all silly, you're nutty, yeah, you're nutty for worshiping Paris Hilton. And at least mm-hmm. I also appreciate that she's and she also took this role. I, I read because of this, too. Like, we're talking about this idea of celebrity and what that effect has on like the human psyche and what it does. And this really, I love her poking fun at herself here, right? I and, do too. I thought yeah. it was amazing. Um, yeah, and then uh, Dean makes a reference about being more of a penthouse forum man, but funny enough, Paris Hilton was in Playboy, anyways. There you go. So, um, and she just makes references to yummy meat on his bones, and uh, mm, yummy. But this is where he kind of makes like cracks about not being a Paris Hilton BFF and he's never seen House of Wax. Well, what is better is that the just the whole entire acknowledgement of I've never even seen House of Wax and then they cut to Jared Padalecki's face and he's just he's like, like, what? Yeah. We're here for yep. you. Got it. Clever. Clever stuff. So, um, and she's like, well, I can read your mind. So I know, I know your hero is your daddy. Ooh. Ew. Ew. Yeah. So she's talking about his dad, his distant father figure issues, and she gets the fucking axe. So this is bad. And but guess what? Even though they well, were she not gets smart the enough, axe. Be, she gets the axe because she figures out that oh, John must have owned this wax, this wax, this wax, <laughs> this axe, this, this axe, this waxy axe, waxy axe. Uh, but she's like yeah you know like i can this and also i didn't that didn't even click right so this is john's axe that was in trunk i guess and so they've been carrying around john's axe she's like oh so i can use this to pull pull his she goes to grab it and but before she's able to actually grab it luckily i should say actually 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 then dean's able to escape the ropes because even though he couldn't fucking move this you know paper mache tree at least he could untie the ropes from his goddamn hands uh and tackles her and there's a fight and sam breaks loose and is, is able to get back no Whew. sam sam yep. gets and some then, uh stress relief out yep he big heads uh, her a lot yeah a lot like i feel like the second thing was necessary it's felt like by the fourth we're just going overboard at that point, like, is the head not off? Or you're just chopping at the floor. But um, it's I know a lot there of blood splatter. There was a paper mache version of her head that got like kicked around like a soccer ball. Um. So, but yeah. So Sam Sam kills her, and something. then yep. Leshy and then Hilton. he uses yeah, and then he uses the opportunity to taunt his older brother by getting wailed on by Paris Hilton. It's pretty fun. Well, and I do appreciate, like, as as hard as the relationship is, like, at least you still have the, I'm not going to, like, lose this opportunity to give you shit for getting beat down by Paris Hilton. 
Right. So we cut back to uh, good old, we get to go have our brothers visit Sheriff Carnegie. And uh, we find out that Danielle is going to be all right, but she has sworn off the simple life. <laughs> but that Sheriff is putting out an APB on Paris Hilton. <laughs> and now we get a poignant and important conversation between the Winchester brothers. What? <gasps> Growth? Huh? Maybe. So Dean says, you know, look, you know, I've been thinking about it and maybe you're right. Maybe I wasn't so innocent in everything mm-hmm. that's happening. But also, like, it's not your fault. Nobody could have seen this coming. Yeah. Like, who would have guessed that killing Lilith would be bad? That seemed like a pretty much a given that we all, everybody wanted to kill fucking Lilith. But, um, yeah. And uh, maybe I should stop obsessing over your every move. And Dean apologized. He, he expressed feelings. He said, I'm what? He said, I'm sorry. I'm <gasps> sorry. What? It is the end of the world. So might as well say yeah. it now. Yeah. So Sam is like, wow, like, okay, so what are we going to do next then? <laughs> uh we got to, you know, try to get away from our destiny. And they both agree, though. It's like, we're going to face down whatever's in front of us and go down fighting. Yeah, Sam gives a very rousing speech, right? So he takes on, like, and this is also we see Sam being like, hey, like, I want to be a leader. So I need to actually, like, do this. And he's just like, maybe I am on deck for the devil. Maybe same with you and Michael. Maybe there's no changing that. But we can stop wringing our hands over it. We just got to grab onto whatever's in front of us, kick its ass, and go down fighting. I got very Scottish. I don't know why. I just got... You did. Hey, I did figure out through ancestry DNA that I am descended from chiefs of clans, so... That's maybe that's go. what's coming out. I'm getting very, I'm very, very. Sam gets very Scottish. I don't know. Um, but really, this is kind of just like, hey, let's kick its ass. Let's just do something. And Dean's like, yeah, like I'm on board. Which is, you know, you think about, you know, Dean's personality. This does seem like the type of thing that Dean could get behind. Just like, dude, he's like, I okay, wanna, I can, I can yeah. sign on for this. I can yeah. sign up for this. Yeah, he's ready. Yeah. So, but then he. He gives Sam the keys to baby. It's so symbolic. He's letting, he's giving Sam the wheel to guide them on their next mission or whatever they're going to do. Wherever they're going. Yeah. yeah, Well, while the song Superstition plays by Beck uh, Bogert and uh, Apping. Very superstitious. Yeah, but it is, it's a great, we feel like I feel like it's a turning point, right? So yes. maybe Dean's growing up. Maybe we're gonna Whew. Maybe so. Maybe. Maybe so. It seems like at least it's a even if it's not fully growing up, because I think that's a probably a big ask. I do feel like it's progress. If that makes sense at all. So well, it's definitely at least men talking about their feelings, which is, which is yeah. always a progress. And I don't feel like there is any subterfuge in any of this. Like, I feel like Sam is no, it's, really it's all on sincere. board with it's this. Not, yeah, yeah. They're, both, they're both serious about wanting to do this. It's just if it works. Yeah. 
so let's wrap this up. Yeah, no, it's a super fucking fun episode. You told me I was going to love it, and I did. It was great. Thank you, Paris Hilton, for making this extra special. Yeah, I Thanks, don't. Paris th- Hilton. That's what I. Thanks, <laughs> Paris. I don't think this that's would have hot. been the same. It is. That's hot. I don't think it would have been the same episode without her. No, I fully agree. I fully agree, and, and just like the the amount of um, self awareness for her to say her monologue that she does. That's fucking cool as shit. I love it. And also, I really feel like the show is strongest, especially at this point in its progress in the fifth season. At this point, it's still like the strongest when it's a monster, right? We've got a monster yeah. of the week that we have to you. We're not, we're still battling with our feeling, our relationship, right? We're still yep. have the, you know, Obviously. everything that's going on, we're still battling the apocalypse. But when we they had a monster focus, of the week still. Yeah, and so when you can focus their energy on something, I think then the relationship just becomes better, which is probably unhealthy, but you know. Well, and the thing too is that you can have the um, a monster of the week like this. It was, still, but it was still tied into the apocalyptic timeline because it's like, well, Leshy's like, yeah, I'm fucking feasting because the apocalypse is fucking coming. So fuck it. So it was like a made sense still in that regard. Y2K. Yeah, motherfucker. And then, and then they also, the brothers had to come together to help each other defeat the monsters. So like the layers behind that are absolutely true. I think you hit the nail on the head with that when they've got, you can, you still have the overarching storyline. You still have the drama of the relationship. You still have the fucking apocalypse. But you also have the, you know, monster of the week. And that's really driving everything else on the path. I think it was smart. Yeah, that's smart. And, yeah. And just also, it wasn't a bummer. You know, as I get through and as we're moving these things to YouTube, go subscribe. Like. Go subscribe. Uh, smash the like button subscribe. smash the like button you know um the there's been a past couple episodes like diana races episode of bummer diana races episode of bummer because they haven't been that fun we've had you know we won't really five five episodes into the season but they have they been were some a fucking bummers fun. man they may yeah. have enjoy it but they're still fucking bummers sometimes no oh. yeah this was super fun it was super fun. I thought it was very clever. Um, just the entire premise of it, I think, was great. And Agreed. yeah. So I say not, we rate this episode not a bummer. Not a bummer. <laughs> right, I think with that, I think we're going to close it out. Yes. Yeah? yes. All right. Cheers, Dirk. Cheers, bitch. Devil's Trap Podcast is a Don't Get It production. Meow. Devil's Trap Podcast is part of the Ship It Studios Podcast Network. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Devil's Trap Podcast. You can follow us on Instagram at Devil's Trap Podcast, Twitter at Devil's Trap Pod, or you can email us at Devil's Trap at Devil's Trap Podcast.com. Don't forget to subscribe, leave reviews, and share with all your friends. We're at all your favorite podcast outlets and at Devil's Trap Podcast.com. I'm Babe. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you next time.